This is the Tone Control, episode 00006. It's a tone wine. Focus. I need, I need to mute you. <laughs> Cheater. Uh, all right. And then I guess we're going to go in five, four, three. See, I gave you these things. <laughs> There's lag. <laughs> Video lag. We can't really do that. Okay. That's all right. I'm Justin Newton. I'm Derek Heideman. Guess what? <laughs> we talk over each other again. <laughs> what is up with Fender, Derek? Fender's Fender's making wine. Go home, Fender. You are drunk. <laughs> You're drunk. <laughs> so so I, I don't remember. I'll, I think they just tweeted about this or something, but they're they're making wine. Okay. From the yeah, all right. There's lots of From, guitars and wine bottles. I guess it's kind of they're naming them after the guitars, you know. And their their website about this is very detailed, mm-hmm. uh, all the way down to the pH of the wine. I didn't know that was a thing people wanted to know, but apparently it is. Well, we're not whiny enough, I guess. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not a wino. <laughs> wino. Oh, right. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> so there's um. Let's see. One, two, three, four different varieties uh and i'm going to go out on a limb here and say they're not cheap maybe it's because i'm cheap but they start at 25 bucks a bottle and they go mm. up to as much as you could buy a guitar for 500 dollars for five liters wow well so, that is five liters it's a lot of wine it's Still, like a novelty like, bottle um well you know yeah. this is oh are I'd they um these look like they're waxed tops or one of them yeah was. i think so one of them was. They look very neat. fancy. Yeah. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's lovely, and I'm sure it's uh, some other winery that Fender's just paying to put their name on. Sure, absolutely. Or they've. So you know, I mean, they might have created their own blends and stuff, but that that's not maybe. that hard to to. You know, nowadays you can you can basically hire out like you know build a recipe and and have somebody make uh, wine or distill a liquor for you or something like that. But hey, and right before Christmas, you know. For the wine favoring musician in your life, or guitarist, I guess specifically. Yeah, sorry, just uh, Stratocaster, Telecaster, Jazzmaster, and another Telecaster. So <laughs> that's what they've decided to to model these on, I guess. Wait, the wines <laughs> are a, modeled on guitars? It's a tone wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would probably make me play better uh, for a second. <laughs> For a second, it make you think you play better. <laughs> All right, very good. Yeah, my notes are starts at twenty five dollars a bottle. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd, I'd I'll Move. try some Fender wine. <laughs> I'll try it. I'll try it. I'm not like I said. I'm not a wine snob, but yeah. I'm sure. I bet it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All, All right. right. Next, what's Continue. this? An iPad app. An iPad app. 
20 bucks, unfortunately. But hey. Well, these good, fancy apparently. audio apps are often high priced yeah. like that. So, I so mean, the high the price company, for apps is cheap for software, if you think about it. That's very true. I mean, $20 software. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So it's from Positive Grid, which is uh, the company that makes Jam Up, if you're I'm not familiar with that. It's like a pod farm type program okay. but for uh, or, uh but for ios and um like pod farm kind of meets amplitude mm-hmm. sort of in that kind of range but uh the positive grid is the company and they made they have this new app called bias which is an amp modeling app ipad amp modeling app Ugh. yes so to me it looks like a very supercharged version of pod farm yeah tons meaning you of can settings like, it's, it's tweaking probably very overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. So they've got a, a bunch of ant models that I guess you're supposed to recognize. If you're not a dum dum, uh, you'll recognize <laughs> these famous amps, and they've been modeled. Uh, and then you can change the color of them and stuff like that, and change the which knobs. is whatever. That's fine. Yeah, I need if... that sort of thing to get great tone. <laughs> it's a tone hue. oh boy then once you've once you've got your amp the right color and with the right color knobs you flip it around and you've got all these like circuit you can get to work yeah Yeah. you've got these like circuit bending settings you can tap the tubes to swap them out for different uh kinds of uh dual triode tubes like you can change the 12ax7s to au7s or at7s and that changes the response of the amp accordingly. And I guess this is all modeled very well with our powerful new iPads. And and then there's even like gain and tube stage knobs that'll adjust, you know, how much gain and, and is happening between how many tube stages in the amp. And, and uh, there's even a bias adjustment so you can cold or hot bias the amp. It looks like there's a bunch of EQ filters that you can set. Um, you can change what the EQ knobs on the front of the amp does. Um, at which point, why did we model classic amps if we were just going to do this with them? <laughs> I mean, at that point, the classic amp is just like something in the preset menu. It's like a jumping off point, I think. Yeah. One thing I read was that one people or uh, one thing people are looking forward to trying is to get an amp that would off the shelf have say 6L6s, mm-hmm. you could change it to EL34s and see what that would be like without with just tapping instead of, you know, a whole uh, mess of doing okay. it to a real amp, you know? So, yeah, so I pull up the Fender Twin model, presuming right. that it sounds relatively close, and then I switch them to EL34s and go, this is what would happen if I modified my Fender to, to take an EL34. Right, which could be very cool. Um it's, it's definitely be fun to experiment with, I bet. Um, it's hard to it, believe does... that it would be really accurate in that way, but, well, I, I, I wouldn't consider this to be the way to test. What would this amp sound like if I rebuilt it with a different set No, it, it wouldn't but... be, but it, it's probably like, I, I wonder how accurate the testing for the app was in like a, oh, well, an EL34 is more blah, yeah, chimey, yeah. crunchy, whatever, so they just kind of dial in more chimey or crunchy. Right, right. But I don't know. It still looks really cool. And of course, you can do all the stuff you can do in Pod Farm and, and Gearbox and things right, of the like mic- with cabs. Microphone positions yeah. on the speaker right. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the modeling is, is very fancy. I still feel like it's not. And I mean, 
you know, if I didn't have access to real amps, then it would be awesome. Since I do, this stuff is just awesome. Yeah. (laughs) This stuff is just for, if I don't feel like setting up an amp to, to jam real quick or to do a quick scratch track or something like that. But it's definitely not something that I would consider a a replacement. You can also change (laughs) the, uh, uh, the transformer. Oh, if we, if you want. Huh. Which would change kind of the relationship of the whole amp with everything yeah, else. Yeah. So they haven't, it seems like they haven't left much out that you can't yeah. change around. So well, the iPads have gotten very powerful. Yeah. It's pretty So wild. I'm interested in trying it out. It does require some external hardware, of course. So you would need a, uh, an interface for your guitar to communicate with your iPad. Yeah, which almost but those aren't hard to of, come by. Yeah. Almost all of them do nowadays. Like, in fact, um, I think you can get a guitar iPad interface for like as little as $50 nowadays. The one made by positive grid for jam up, which would work with this is only, I think 35. Oh, wow. And then you can take all of this out and put it into GarageBand also on the iPad and and track if you want, which would be very cool. Hmm. Hmm. Neat. So like I said, 20 bucks in the app store does not, um, does require hardware, but check it out. Positivegrid.com slash bias. Yeah. And it works with, I mean, a lot of, um, the smaller interfaces and even some of the not smaller ones are now, um, coming like with iPad drivers so that you can really like a lot of the USB ones. Yeah. Are, um, We'll talk to iPad. And I, in fact, I saw in the video for this, a guy was using the Focusrite Scarlet interface, which is a USB uh, Mac or PC interface. But I know that they're also compatible with iPads. So he hmm. was just connecting it right through the dock connector. Um, uh, whereas some of the smaller, cheaper um, iPad only interfaces talk to it or or the phone or the iPhone or something like that. They talk to it through the headphone jack, which is right, which is what what, what I was looking at. Would right. Do. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, a lot of the two channel recording interfaces that are, you know, you know, the upper consumer level, um, and even some of the other ones like, uh, like Apogee and stuff, the duet and the, uh, let's see the one, (laughs) what's it called? The one is just the one I felt (laughs) stupid saying that. No, it is that the Apogee one and the duet and the quartet and all those, um, uh, that actually, uh, communicate through the dot connector. I think some of them do. So, anyway. and the, uh, the app will communicate with jam up pro or jam up XT and garage band mm-hmm. all within the iPad, which is cool. Oh, so there, so it's transferring audio between apps within the iPad. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is all new and fancy. Very cool. Very cool. What's next? Wampler. <laughs> Those guys are great, huh? I wish I had one. <laughs> what a name. <laughs> Wampler. Wampler. Anyway, Wampler. Wampler introduces the Ace 30. Wanna <laughs> Oh, is this a is this a Vox thing? Yeah, it's a Vox AC30 clone pedal. <laughs> so it fits in their Heritage series which also includes like a JTM45 clone, a 65 Blackface and a 57 Tweed clone, all great pedals of course, but this is the newest in the line. Uh, it's really cool because you can choose AC15 or AC30 style headroom hmm. if you want. So the 30 would have more headroom, yeah. but 15 would crunch much sooner, which is kind of neat. So it's like a preamp pedal. Yeah. Interesting. So it's a two switch, two foot switch pedal bypass, and then it's got your 
of course, always awesome top boost channel, which mm-hmm. you can operate independently of the pedal itself or the the bypass channel, basically. Oh, okay. So you can have the boost on without the pedal engaged. Um, sounds like a really good always on option. Really chimey. Does a really good job of mimicking that Vox sound, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Catalan Bread makes a pedal called the Galileo, which is uh, not sure how old, a few years maybe, been on the market. But um, it's a AC30 clone. You know, it's out there to kind of get those Brian May kind of studio sounds. Mm hmm. And I know it was really well received. Someone I know has one and loves it. The same deal, it, the uh, boost channel works independently. It does not have the 15 or 30 watt switch, right. or 30 watt style switch, but I'd really like to hear these side by side, I think. Yeah. It'd be a really cool shootout. So it's interesting. So they're just kind of, they're they're approximating, right? This isn't a tube pedal. No. Right. Right. Huh. It's... um. Not not too terribly big either, but it, I'd watched a demo of it. We'll link to it in the show notes. It sounds really cool. Wow. I'd highly recommend checking it out. 240 bucks. Well, it better be cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, for yeah. a company like Wampler, that's kind of what, yeah. what you no, can I expect, know. I think. Yeah. This, this, um, are, do we call these boutique pedals? Is that primarily so. what we're talking about when we talk yeah, about stuff like on the a, show? Yeah, it's like a, like a... I, mean, I don't want to say indie build because they're like Wampler's yeah. like a big company now. Not big, but they're a, a larger company but these it's like, days. It's like full tone is like full tone is everywhere, but it's True. like, isn't it's one guy. I mean, isn't it? Womp, Wampler is just, it's Brian Wampler. I mean, I'm sure yeah. he's got staff, but I mean, sure. Yeah. I, I know like he's the guy behind make bringing them to market basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Ace 30 is coming out on the 29th of November, pretty soon. Um, available to the Global Dealer Network, whatever that actually means, and direct. So if you're interested in one of these, uh, check it out. They'll be out soon. And if you get one, I want to hear it. Let us yeah. know. Send us in clips. <laughs> Do it. Next up. Kickstarter. Here's a thing we haven't haven't touched on yet on this show. Um Oh, look, it's been backed. Okay, this is the Roadie Tuner Ultimate Guitarist Tool, which I think you might be an ultimate tool if you <laughs> use this. <laughs> I'm sorry, so, that was terrible. So are, we, are we not backing this then? <laughs> I'm not backing it. I mean, oh, my God. So what is this like a... This looks like it's going to be a handheld motorized tuning peg turner. Yep, you're exactly right. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god! So it, uh, it runs. It's it's a cool idea. Yeah, I just think sure. the whole like unless you're tuning countless numbers of guitars a day or some touring guitar tech, you can just tune your guitar like every other human being. Does this turn? So, how fast does this turn? Not crazy fast. So not like the ones you see. This, kind of. This isn't around, like. But, this isn't like you use it to, oh, okay. So this, okay, controlled by your iOS or Android device. Right, so here we go. It, it uh, uh, talks Bluetooth to your phone, talks Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm going with it. I'm leaving it. All right. Yep. Um, the phone listens to the pitch, whether it's, if it's an acoustic, you can just use the phone mic. Um, otherwise, there is an electric guitar plug-in adapter. And the roadie, the tuning device, uh, oh, tunes yeah, it accordingly. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's called the roadie. 
Yeah. So the cool thing is that in the app, you can store a bunch of different tunings. So if you're really into alternate tunings, you can just kind of have them on the fly. And, mm. you know, you, you, you strum, you pluck the string and you, you pop this thing on the tuning peg and it'll wind it up or wind it down or whatever. Yeah. Um, it somehow claims to measure the age of your strings and suggests times it might be to uh, change them. Uh, yeah, apparently it, change, it measures the elasticity of the strings or something. Uh, uh, I guess it's how long it takes to get okay. back to pitch. I mean, it, it makes sense on paper. I don't know how well it would work, though. Mm. Um, so anyway, it's on Kickstarter. Um, we'll link to it. It's been backed. They were seeking $60,000 and have uh, have met their goal. Wow. By a, by a lot. They're at 74000 now. So um, I, I don't know. I don't get it. It's like a thing that, that is for like the everyday guitarist. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't like, think I'm not going to keep this like, thing in my case. It would take me longer to do this. Yes, than exactly. To tune with a tuner and do it myself. Like popping this, I, I have to put the machine on the string. I have to tell it which string I'm on. I assume. I think it. I think it might know. I mean, if you're pretty close to pitch, I'm sure it'll know. Yeah, but it's not going to know which tuning machine i'm attaching it to at the time like unless oh, i have to go in order right and probably what happens when i'm tuning to something strange like dadgad or something and i drop my d string and then i drop the rest of them that are supposed to change and now my well my first string is now needs to be gone back over a little bit right because the tension right. on the neck has changed so I have to go in order, and then does it tell me, go back to your first string, or do I tell it that I'm going back to the first string because it's not quite right? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's still obviously a prototype, yeah. but the, I I watched their little video, and I don't they don't address any of that stuff, of course, because, well, I mean, it's course. just a sales pitch video, but yeah. it's just, I don't really get the play. I mean, is it the speed of tuning? Because I can tune a guitar pretty damn quickly. Even if I'm jumping down to dadgad, it's not a huge deal like it yeah. was when I was learning guitar and learning about tunings and all and mm-hmm. getting an ear for that stuff. Yeah, it's it's in your wrist, basically. You you get a feel yeah. for what, what kind of tension, how you approach pitch with your tuning machine and stuff. So, um, And I can't imagine it's accuracy because any other tuner, you can get just as accurate. Yeah, I mean, it's just listening. It's right. Hmm. Well, it's, it's I don't know. I just think it's not going to save you time. It it may help you learn pitch, I guess, but it's not going to help you learn how to tune the guitar. I think that's. I don't know how it would help know. you when I when I started playing things. guitar. That was like lesson one hundred and one. Like, yeah. just here's the tuning song. <laughs> it, look, if if you need this, then the problem is, it's because you can't tune it with your hands. Right. And yeah. so this is mm-hmm. not going to teach you to tune it with your hands. So you're always going to have this crutch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes a battery and you yeah. got to carry it in your case. And so it's a cool <sighs> gadget. If you like, if you like gadgets, get into this thing. So it looks like, I guess. um, there's a few different levels. Of course, looks like $69 or more was the early bird price where you actually get the thing. Um, mm-hmm plus 15 USD shipping if you're outside the U.S. Um, those are all gone. 200 people bought that. 79. I think 79 is going to be the standard price. The, the 69 bucks was a, like a pre-sale. It says the final retail price will be 99. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Um, which includes an electric guitar adapter. 
Yeah, which is just a um, eighth oh, inch to quarter just to, inch to plug in instead of using the mic. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're at a venue or something, right. the phone won't be able to hear your electric. So guitar. you'll have to unplug from your. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, and you can use the app, the the device plus the app to easily wind and unwind your strings for changing. So. Yeah. Well, that's what I first can, thought. Can, I thought it was just like a motorized string changer. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, that's a gadget I might use. Sure, but it wouldn't cost just like, $79. No, and it wouldn't need to Bluetooth to my phone. <laughs> God. Uh, so get this. So 11 people paid $99 or more, which is, I guess, they're getting it wrapped as a Christmas gift? I don't know. Someone um, paid $3,000 or more. Oh, my God. Okay. Ugh. So, and they get to have a sit-down chat with the guys who made this, and uh, I don't know what they're going to do. Smack them on the mouth do you, do and you say, are you it? serious? <laughs> do you want to buy one and be like, what's your deal, man? <laughs> what's, what's your story? <laughs> do you know how dumb this is? So when you made this thing, and then you tried <laughs> it out, and you realized how stupid it was, what did you think? Did you go, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, well, yeah. there's another app. Oh god, I love this electric guitar adapter. It's Well, you know what though? Uh just a regular quarter inch to eighth inch adapter would probably screw things up because it's not gonna have the uh the four connectors on the eighth inch oh, side right. to because the microphone and headphones and all mm. this other shit that's in there. Mm. Next. ESB guitars opening US factory in 2014. Boom. Boom. Check that out, huh? Yeah. I, I heard ESP USA. announced. Yeah. I heard ESP announced recently that they're kind of refocusing that ESP brand to make it more of a custom shop again, which I guess is where they started. Okay. I don't know a ton about the history of that company, but. It says join uh, the gonna, family. Yeah. They're going to move LTD up the ranks a little bit and start making better quality LTD guitars. And then ESP is going to be the kind of the. Uh, custom shop, super pro, hand-built oh, okay. kind of thing made in the U.S. So um, current ESP guitars, to my knowledge, are surprisingly, maybe not surprisingly, really good. I know a lot of people really like them. Um, mm-hmm. They're made in Japan, but they're supposed to be great. Yeah. I mean, I've just looked up a few of the specs, and they look like really slamming guitars. So it'll be really interesting to see like how they reposition the company. Mm-hmm. I think because as far as as long as I've kind of been playing and in this, I don't know, guitar buying market, I guess. Yeah. The whole like guitar company subsidy, guitar company subsidy model has been really interesting to me. Oh, Fender, yeah, yeah. Squire, Gibson Epiphone mm-hmm. and ESP LTD. And now it sounds like they're kind of trying to, to shake that up, I guess. I don't know. So is that Maybe the way it was? That. Was ESP the entry model? No, uh, no, ESP was the parent company. Oh, okay. Uh, and LTD okay, was the entry model. Was, I didn't even know which was which. Uh, uh, so I think I think they're going to start making LTD a little more. Like they're probably going to keep them accessible and cheap, but I think they're going to start introducing higher end models with that. Hmm. And then the ESP USA line is going to be like primo. Oh, so well, they fancy. look great. I've always kind of liked them. Yeah, well, American jobs. North North Hollywood, California. Uh, they're going to officially launch the brand at Winter Nam 2014. Huh. 
So keep your eyes peeled for demos and all that kind of stuff. Man, when Nam comes around, oh, we're going to have so God, much that, that to talk about. That just hit me. I just realized, shoot, I agreed to do a guitar podcast. Ah, what am I oh, doing? Dude, let's go to Nam. Oh, where is it? <laughs> uh, Anaheim. Uh, I can't afford that, man. <laughs> there's yeah, there's I think there's two actually. There's one in Anaheim and mm-hmm. one in Nashville. I I can't uh, remember. Maybe they're both in Anaheim now. Anyway, we need to go and yeah. like do a live show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. We won't have a boother. Uh the tone control, colon, live. <laughs> live. It'll be us walking around. Uh we can We'll just get little recorders and we'll walk around and interrupt people. Oh, yeah. I watch that stuff on YouTube all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. Well, uh, oh, I was thinking earlier. We're recording late. I mean, yeah. we're putting this podcast into time. I hope this I decided, one doesn't suck, but we're doing this one late uh, at I'm night. Gonna, I'm unofficially calling the working title of this episode is The Tone Control After Dark. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah sometimes i think we need an audience because like we i'll think something's funny like that and i'll laugh but and then and then we kind of pause and i feel like there's there's no (laughs) there's not enough like social reinforcement and so i'm not sure did i just sound stupid i don't know well i mean we all the answer to that is obviously yes Mm -hmm. yeah that's right well, hey, actually, we found out that we actually do have an audience beyond my dad. Yeah. We have an iTunes review, too. Did you know that? No, I don't. What is it? It's John Lindsay. Oh. <laughs> Hi, John. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> he gave us five stars. Uh, John's <laughs> a, a good guy. guy. He's a good guy. He's so nice. Hey, John. Hey, John. Shout out. What? <laughs> John did anyway. a nice review of his... Uh, that orange amp that he got last oh, year. Yeah. What is that? Uh, it was a uh, mean I one. Re- I can't remember. They're all mean, dude. Well, <laughs> it was a mean. It, awesome. it was mean. It was filthy. It, it was, was just disgusting. Furious rage coming out yeah. of those speakers. Well, we should link to John's um, video. Yeah. I watched the video and I was like, cool. John got a new amp. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John makes it sound real good, too. Guy's a machine. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> Apparently people listen to the show. Some people. It's not a big deal. You know, Rumor has Important it. people listen to the show. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Famous people. is what I'm, I don't know if you're getting this, what I'm putting down here, but it's famous, important people that listen. Local so. legend, some yeah. call him. <laughs> Local legend. It's, you know, I don't want to brag about it, but... I mean, I will. I keep thinking, I keep thinking you're done, and it gets more awkward. <laughs> so, so I'm just gonna let it ride. I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. Ron Burgundy. I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, do the squeaky laughs. Oh, I'm gonna have trouble uh, editing this later. I'm gonna cut this all out. Yeah, this is all gone. <laughs> all cut. JHS. Uh, the Panther Cub delay. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is wrong this is what happens when we record late meow <laughs> oh <laughs> god club I said club <laughs> uh, 
so so did you this, say Panther Club? That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is all cut. Oy. All cut. JHS nope. releases the <laughs> Panther Cub analog delay for pre-order. It's three hundred and forty-nine U.S. dollars. Hard-earned American dollars. Do you remember the uh, Panther delay from a few years ago? They made this like totally wicked. You trying to embarrass analog me? delay. I'm just asking. You can say no. Whatever. I don't remember it. I heard it was wicked though. This guy told me <laughs> just recently, right? I feel like it was just recently. Yeah. <laughs> so the Panther delay was this like crazy cool delay analog delay pedal that JHS made. I think it came out like three years ago or so, maybe a little mm. less. But it's got an effects loop in the pedal, okay. which is awesome. Yeah, neato. So this is the Panther Cub, which is basically Panther Delay version two. It's half the size, still has the effects loop, and the cool thing is you can have the delay on the repeat or have the uh, effect in the effects loop on the repeats of the delay, so you can still get your and then mix in your dry your clean, with it, right? So mm. your unaffected tone will be like your your pick attack and your strum and stuff like that. So Look at all those sweet the, the delay demo. chips in this thing. Yeah, man. Analog delays the, have so many parts. Yeah, jeez. Holy cow. So Chicago Music Exchange has this thing up for pre-order. It's a, a two-foot switch pedal, two LED. It's got a soft touch tap tempo. Awesome. Very which I cool. think, I, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but I think you can change that to an expression input also, which might be hmm. just be like a favorite switch kind of swap between two parameters. Uh, has an internal quote roar switch for two modes of oscillation sensitivity. So if you're really into like the self oscillation stuff, uh-huh. you can get it to like really freak out. Wow. 1.1 seconds of delay, four position ratio control. So quarter eighth dotted eighth and triplets, which is this thing is so mm-hmm. cool. Onboard modulation. It sounds awesome. We're, yeah. we're going to link to their demo. The owner of JHS. Uh, owner and founder of JHS Pedals demos it at mm-hmm. Chicago Music Exchange. Oh, it's got a separate dry out on a TR t- via TRS splitter. Yeah, what's that about? Um, it says for stereo field of sound. Hmm. Um. Oh, so okay, so a TRS jack, and then if you split it, you'll have your guitar signal on one and your delay signal on the other. I guess. Ah. Hmm. So if you were running a dual amp situation, you could put your delays into your second amp. That's kind of neat. Yeah, I bet so you like, can make know, some wild stuff with that. No, like on my delay, on the flashback, or either flashback, I guess, it, that's got a stereo out. Yeah. If you're running stereo there, but can it's, you... But it's stereo effect, though. It's like when, you're, oh, yeah. when your delays are ping-ponging, that's what that's about. Or right, is... but I'm wondering if, if you can you do that... With one of those, can you send dry to one amp and then effect to the other? Hmm. I think it's just effect on both sides, but it's, you know, slightly different. It's a slightly Mm -hmm. different position in the modulation and so on. Right. And the delays, but... So the, uh, yeah, 350, the original Panther analog delay is 500. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of, this is the way to go. It looks totally great. I mean, are we... We're not, doesn't look like we're missing features. No, no, no. We're saving floor space and saving money. Yeah. Wow. Very neat. Order now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I was watching, um, Premier Guitar does those rig rundown videos of like touring musicians. They did one for Jeff Beck Mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't know Jeff Beck like really well. 
but I was like, oh, cool, I'll watch this. You know, I, I know he's got like a custom strat, whatever, I'll mm. check it out. And so they get up to like his amp rig and stuff, and there's a um like a, a bottle of baby powder on top of the amp. <laughs> and and the guy doing the interview is like, so the fans like really want to know like all the ins and outs of this gear, pedal settings, string types, everything. And even like what's up with the baby powder. Yeah. Obviously. And it's like He's like, oh, well, you know, I mean, he just, he likes it on his hands like you would for any other application. It just kind of, he likes that, the dryness, I guess. And he rubs it all over the strings and all over the neck and stuff. And he's like, oh, so what is this here? Like uh, Johnson and Johnson? And the guitar tech goes like, no, we found that with the Johnson and Johnson, we weren't getting as good a tone. He's not being for real though. Like he's no, he's like he's totally just playing into it. Yeah, yeah. That's (laughs) and the guy giving the interview is like he just erupts in laughter. (laughs) Very (laughs) nice. So funny. He's like, this is a boutique company. It was like some like Walmart brand or something. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yeah, we like the tone on this better than Johnson and Johnson. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) All right. So be sure to check out ToneControlShow.com for all the info on Fender making wine. Positive grid bias for iPad amp modeling app. Wampler introducing the Ace 30, Vox AC 30 clone. The Rody Tuner on Kickstarter. The new USA factory for ESP opening up next year. And JHS Panther Club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we just got to leave that there cuz that's the last one. Yeah. <laughs> just can't even like get it out at the end. <laughs> I saw it coming and I thought I'm going to accidentally say club and then I did it anyway. I, I was looking at it I'm like he's going to do it. He's going to screw it up. <laughs> okay. club <laughs> it's like a strip club on your pedal board <laughs> so yeah check out tonecontrolshow.com in between episodes for all the cool stuffs stuff that doesn't make it to the show and you know stuff that does <laughs> hit us up on uh on twitter i'm uh at dl heideman i'm at jn tracks and uh, drop us a line, tonecontrolshow at gmail.com. Let's go for iTunes review number two. Yeah. And if you're yeah. famous, uh, email us. That'd be cool, huh? Yeah, but if you're not, we don't want we, we don't care. I well you can email me. Email Derek. If you're not <laughs> if you're famous, email me, obviously. But if you're not famous, email Derek. This isn't a good this isn't a good path to be going down. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> it's a dark road, it's man. A dark, it's a dark road. That's hey. it. I'm going to bed. Yeah, let's do I'm I'm doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's okay. go to bed, Derek. <laughs> <laughs>